There's this whole process that's going on underneath mm. that is, is never seen by anybody, but I experience it within myself. And in that way, there's still progress that is being made. There's tremendous being progress. And you can make an argument that it's some of the most important progress that's It is. Happening. It's foundational. It's what holds, it's what holds up the show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what actually, um, the, it's the, it's a, for lack of a better word, it is the roots of the tree that you see. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a little game that we all know and play very often. And some of us play it really well. Some of us <laughs> maybe don't. Sometimes we take turns. It's playing the progress game. So we're going to get into this whole thing about progress, what that is, what that means, um, how that relates to artistry and life and entrepreneurship and really sports, anything. So yeah. this is kind of an interesting one because our hope here is that we can kind of take a idea and kind of evolve it a little bit, give everybody a little bit of a, just open your mind to a bit of a perspective shift about it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe this will actually, you'll be able to walk away and create some opportunities for yourself that seemed like just walls. They just seemed like dead ends that you couldn't get through. Yeah. And so this is kind of cool. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah. This was, I don't know exactly how we formulated this, this topic, but it just kind of came together pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to give it a run. Uh, Because there's some really interesting stuff that uh, we kind of touched on in our in our pre pre chat, so let's dive in. So the title of this playing the progress game, like there. So there's a bit of a we're insinuating a little something with this. (laughs) It is a bit of a game that we play with this word called progress. Yeah, and. I, and I'm not, and we're not, I don't think, <laughs> I, I'll, maybe I'll just speak for myself, we're not poo-pooing <laughs> on... Poo-pooing. Poo-pooing on progress. No, this is... This is not, this is not what this is about. We are pro-progress. We are pro-progress, <laughs> but really what we have from some of our own experiences and some of our own discoveries is that sometimes there's a bit of a trap there's a bit of a double-edged sword with this notion of progress that we sometimes walk around with. And in a weird way, sometimes in the pursuit of progress, we become stagnant. (laughs) It can create absolute uh, stagnancy. We can become uh, unable to to create. We hit, uh, for artists, we hit those blocks, right? And sometimes the idea of progress is the culprit of that. And there are a number of reasons as to why that is kind of psychologically um, based on some of very common conditioning that we've been, (laughs) that we've been trained into in our culture. Uh, So let's, let's dive in. Well, you know, one thing that, you know, if you're, if you're, first of all, if you're experiencing being stagnant, being blocked, 
feeling frustrated, feeling like you can't get through on something you're trying to make work, uh, you're unable to make the kind of progress or get the kind of results, and that's how you're measuring progress, I think this is going to be very relevant. Um, I think the thing about progress is that in often the the very, tr- whatever, whenever you're trying to make progress, in some ways you actually make it impossible to make progress mm-hmm. because progress is not an actual thing to go for. It's like, it's more like a byproduct of, of doing something else. And Evan and I talked about that as movement, you know, through making movement, you create progress and progress is more of a, it's an opportunity that's kind of opened up in which you can step into. But if you're feeling blocked, it's probably because that opportunity or that gap, if you want to call it that, is not available to step into. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, what, we're, what we really want to talk about, the progress game is about creating opportunities. It's about creating gaps in which you can step into and make progress. And the other thing is that progress in many ways is always occurring so long as you're moving. Mm-hmm. But you might not see that progress. Yes. And that's a really important thing to understand about the progress game is that progress is more measurable in hindsight than it is in the actual moment or even yeah, in foresight. Exactly. And and you I think you hit it is that progress, the idea, I would like to actually even pose this, the idea of progress, because it is. Our the idea, progress is an idea that we have about something about the about the movement of something it is progress is literally implies a kind of a measurement there's a measurement that is occurring with that and so sometimes when we get caught in the progress we're trying to measure while we're in the middle of creating something so it's like we're still creating the thing that we're measuring and so when you're trying to play the progress thing it's like well you don't know what's to come yet you know and so if we're trying to make progress and again we are often limited by our ideas of progress. We think that progress looks like this. We think that progress looks like that. Or for me to be making progress, it means such and such and such. There's a whole bunch of conditions that are, that are surrounding that. And as a result, we end up missing out on actually seeing all kinds of progress that we're making. But because we only have a, a narrow frame and way that we're measuring progress, we, we don't fully appreciate everything that, that we've been doing, the, the, uh, the efforts that we've been making. So we're going to, I think, as you said, movement is kind of the word that we're, you're going to hear probably a lot today, which is something that for myself, when I've been in blocks and when I've been putting things off when I've been procrastinating a project or, or something. Um, very often I know that I'm getting so caught up in some kind of a result that I want, some kind of, again, sense of progress that I'm or trying to work from a place of, oh, this will create progress, this will create progress. And as a result, I'm not actually being particularly creative. Mm-hmm. And I often get overwhelmed I often get um, it sucking the kind of the joy out of the process of whatever it is that I'm doing. And so when I catch myself doing that, I'll just go, okay, just create movement. Let's just create some movement right now. And from there, I can usually think of a couple of very simple things that I can do 
that will just create movement in one way or another. That's yeah. So, I mean, movement, movement does a bunch of things. It, it, it changes things. And, and that's really what we're going for. I mean, when you're talking about the playing this game of progress, what you're talking about is playing the game of change. Progress is you measuring it as a forward movement for you as a, as something that actually works towards what you want. But often in many cases, true progress is actually away from what you want. But this is the thing that we're not taught in our culture. I mean, mm-hmm. we're basically taught you always need to be going towards the thing you want. Like, and then like goal-oriented, focused people. Well, why do they burn out? Why do people hit roadblocks? Why do people have existential crises or run, you know, like mm-hmm. to this point where they're like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. They just, they're depressed. Um, there's a saying I love it. And I feel like it's relevant in this conversation, but it's uh, something like, something along the lines of some people are so broke, all they have is money. Or some people are so poor, oh, yeah, all yeah. they have is money. To me, that's a great e- example of progress gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Where your, your point was to acquire money. And what you missed was wealth mm-hmm. because money and wealth are not the same thing. Money is the measurement of wealth, but it's only a measurement of a certain kind of wealth. It's not measurement yeah. of all wealth. You know, like, for example, we can measure certain things in inches or centimeters, uh, you know, feet or inches or whatever. But, um, you know, we can also measure things in liters or in gallons and things like this. Yeah. And so the, the, the tool, the measurement you use to measure, say, the length of something or the height of something is not the same as the measurement you talk about containing something or having a certain mass of something. So when we're talking about progress, your measurement of progress might be entirely off. You might be using the wrong measurement to measure your progress. Like you might be using inches and feet or centimeters and whatever meters to, to, to measure it. And you need to be using gallons or liters. And Mm -hmm. it, and if you don't see that all of a sudden you don't realize you're accumulating a great amount of progress, but because you're measuring it wrong, you don't realize what's actually important here. And the interesting thing about money, and this has been a, you know, this has been a kind of a part of my journey, you know, money and wealth and what is all of this is that something is only worth something if someone values it. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. What if you have something so valuable, but you don't value it. And then one day you realize that you had the golden ticket, but you gave it away for nothing. And you traded it for something that you thought was valuable and you realized wasn't. This is a measurement problem. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the game of progress is in many ways, it's a measurement game. And we need to be very, very careful and mindful about what we're measuring and what we value. Because progress is like, in some ways, you can call this the value game. What do you know? I want to get more of what I value. But what if what you value is actually means you're trading the thing that you actually care about, but because you're not measuring for it, you don't know. So that's another part of this whole thing, right? So it's about kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, it's about waking up to what actually matters. What do you actually value here? Yeah. People can, you can, you can look at this. I mean, there's the common analogy of like, um, you know, working all the time, not valuing your family. 
working all the time, not not having any spare free time, getting old and then, you know, realizing that you don't have the physical ability to actually experience your life the way you wished you could have. Yeah. And you go, man, I who get, gives a shit about this job I had my whole life? I never went and traveled. I never went and did this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, you know, movement can give you different perspectives on measurement. I think that's the point I'm trying to make ultimately here. Yeah, and it, I, I think it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, one other thing I want to bring up about this thing of progress, and this is kind of more on the on a philosophical level, which we like to do around here on occasion. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But the thing with progress is that progress is a never-ending, is, is never-ending. Yeah, <laughs> there's no destination. There's, there's like, it's never ending. <laughs> progress is a constant. If you, in, in one perspective, there will always be some area where all, there's always progress being made in every single area of every single field of life. And there always will be it. it it's, and it keeps things interesting and it keeps us, it keeps us interested, right. I guess, you know, in, in, in life. But that's the whole, like, that's kind of actually what the juice is. It's not about the, the progress itself. It's a, because in, for us to make progress, we have to be interested in something. Yes. Right? And, like, in this way, progress, I think, is best l- looked at as a byproduct of us being interested in something and us making movement of us. And I guess this is where sort of the law of beginning has to do with this, the law of process. It's about us being involved passionately about something right in our lives you know because that's really what the juice is and then progress is made as as kind of but when we do it for its own sake there can we can run into some problems it's not to say it's 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 an altogether bad endeavor to just be like i want to make progress in this area like for myself when i got into when i decided i wanted to start working with actors and teaching actors, it was because I had an experience in my acting. I had, I started to learn some things from my experiences that I just was not seeing out there, things that I'd wish that I had gotten when I was younger. And so for me, a part of what I was wanting to do is like, we need to make some progress in how we teach actors. And I want to be a part of that progress, but don't make a any mistake like that's all great and everything but that's not really what gets me up and out of bed to do it right per se it's be like yes i'm making progress and we're you know advancing (laughs) because inevitably you know i'm gonna get older and i'm gonna die and hopefully somebody else makes progress over what i've done but really i'm doing what i'm doing because i get such tremendous joy out of it like, I just, I love teaching. I love working with people. I love seeing the light bulbs go off in people. And, and that transformation is, is so amazing for me to, to get to be a part of that. You know, that's, and that's really what's exciting for me. And that has nothing to do with the whole thing of, okay, we need to make progress in the field of, of acting. That's kind of something that's just sort of operating way in the background, mm-hmm. but it's not the driving force of of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I hear that. I I mean, I feel like that's uh, that's a common distraction that 
people can get caught up in is that they want to have this greater meaning, this greater purpose. And, you know, this, this thing of legacy or this thing of making an impact in the world and just being alive, you're making an impact. And for the people who are maybe not, you know, maybe you're identifying too much with your job, too much with your, with your thing. Um, you can actually do yourself a disservice by being judgmental and thinking that you're making more of an impact than say another person is, you know, the homeless person on the street is making as much of an impact as the, the person that's building a a major say technological product, Mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily measure for the homeless person, but there's a massive impact going on with that person sitting on the street and starving and you know, whatever. Um, but we don't measure for that. So we don't care. Right Mm -hmm. now, here's the thing. The, if we judge and we try to make our impact more meaningful or more important, um, we got to be careful about that because the other thing is, is that that's not the only thing that matters and other things have an effect. And so like, you know, I think, um, one thing that's important is that you know, you might want to say you have a desire to change the world or make things better. And that's a great ambition and a great drive to have. But it's not your sole responsibility to do that. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, it's your job to live truthfully and authentically and to bring yourself to the table as fully as you can mm-hmm. and allow your personal impact to play its part mm-hmm. as you see fit. And we all will too. And if you're enough of a leader or enough of an influencer, you may actually help us clarify our vision and we will follow you and assist you because we actually realize that we align, right? The thing is, is that if you try to put all the pieces together from where you are, you, you know, it's, that's not what it's about. So progress is about opportunities being created. So by you making a movement in an authentic, truthful way, you create an opportunity for someone else to say, join you or go with you, or you might even create an opportunity for you to see a different point of view, whatever it might be, all of that's going to assist you. And, you know, later in this conversation, we can maybe get into some stories. I mean, I can share some personal stuff about how this has been true for me, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just been like the things that I thought, the things that actually made the most progress were not things that I foresaw in the beginning. They were kind of um, strange, wonderful opportunities that come up sporadically throughout the journey. But in a lot of ways, I don't even know how I created them. But if you kind of track it back and you look in hindsight, you go, oh, I see why that was that actually occurred. Right. But in the moment, it almost seems like serendipity and magic, you know, mm-hmm. and it is kind of serendipity and magic because you didn't know you created it. But there is a, a bit of a, you know, there is a bit of a fluidness to it. There's a whole flow, you know, mm-hmm. and that was another word. We haven't really mentioned it, but flow, you know, so much about this is creating flow yeah. and, you know, and flow just creates opportunity, right? And it's not just you in this, it's everybody around you. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, progress for yourself, if it hurts someone you care about, that might actually not, that might not actually be progress for you, right? Like, what if you get what you want, but it actually destroys Mm -hmm. someone you care about? Is that worth it? Well, I mean, and this is a 
common theme in human history when it comes to, again, our ideas of progress, right? Like, um, our ideas of progress have, like, if you look at something like a, a smartphone, you know, I'm not going to argue that that's progress, but at the same time, now we've got this massive epidemic of people who, who don't know how to connect to someone in, in person, Yes. In real life, you know, there's this whole slew of problems and then we go, okay, is that progress? Like on one standpoint, there's been progress made technologically, but have we made progress as people, mm-hmm. you know, as individuals with, with our hands on, on that sort of thing? I mean, and on the flip side of it, uh, rockets were created years ago to kill people. They were made as instruments of war. And now we use them to to launch people out into space and like to, and discover and explore new things. So there's sometimes our ideas of progress have these unintended consequences that are really quite negative, right? Right. It's because the, the the whole thing with with progress as well is that there is sometimes a kind of arrogance to it, and a, because there's an ignorance to it. Yes, is because it presupposes such a massive level of knowledge of how everything interacts in the world, you know, that it's just like, okay, you know, like we do our best to try and understand today, you know, like what the impact of, of certain actions or of introducing certain, um, you know, certain things into our world, like whether that's, you know, commercial goods or whatever it is, what could the potential impacts be of this? And we go through great lengths to try and understand because the cost can be really high. Another example is DDT, like another like chemical that they used to spray on crops. And it was like, oh, great, this is going to save our crops from all these bugs. Meanwhile, we're killing, you know, bees and then all these birds started dying. And suddenly it's like, okay, now that's doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you're not you allowed realized to realize it product. was a cancer causing. Yeah, it's it was know? there was all of these horrible consequences that weren't foreseen and And, they weren't intended and they weren't intended so it's like it's there wasn't malice behind it but there's like hey we're making progress but suddenly there's this consequence that came out of it that nobody foresaw right that nobody understood and we still see this happen today you know where it's like we don't fully understand the implications of how some of these things are going to go the facebook the like button on facebook you know it's like hey like just a quick thing for people to say that they like something. And it's become one of the most addictive things. It's, it's one of the most common addictions that we have now. It's, it's why people are have an addiction to things like Facebook mm-hmm. is because of that like button. Mm-hmm. You know, and now people are questing for likes on, on everything. Yeah. And that was... I. Give me a hit. Yeah, like, give me a hit, a and, like, and I, and then they, and then they added the love button and the laugh button. And now there's a, all of these other things yeah, going on with reaction. it. And now it's, yeah. and <laughs> as we understand it, is that this is somewhat of a side note, but that there have been, there are more sort of nefarious um, intentions behind some of the things that have been brought into social media. But at the time, the like button was just like a meant as a simple little way to interact with somebody and it ended up having these consequences of creating a, this kind of addiction mm-hmm. and then it's since spiraled off into more things being introduced into these platforms that just 
make us more and more addicted to our screens. Mm -hmm. So again, something that's like, hey, we're making progress in, (laughs) you know, in our social media platform. And now we've just created a generation of addiction. Yeah. So it's like our ideas of this is the the whole point. This kind of the long winded way of, of me saying like our ideas of progress can have really disastrous consequences to them. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, it's a measurement issue, right? Like initially, um, you know, you look at the social media like button and you go, okay, well, this people seem to respond to as a positive and and this people don't respond to. So let's give them more of what they respond to and let's reward what they respond to. And in, in, in that measurement, that's great. But then in the measurement of how valid am I as an artist or a person or uh, what I said today, you know, or how I look or whatever it might be, you know, when, when it starts kind of going into that measurement and you're beginning to use external validation as your measurement, you know, this can become a toxic form of progress. The other thing I see a lot, you know, um, especially with, you know, which I, you know, running a business and kind of, you know, I'm kind of like a hybrid online, really. Um, I haven't made that full leap yet, but as I go and go through this whole online process, um, it's very interesting to start to learn that, there's a lot of um, kind of poor evaluation of what actually matters online. For example, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get lots of followers on Twitter or I want to get lots of, you know, um, people in my group page or likes or whatever. And you look at it and you go, well, if I'm running a business online, if that's my goal, the business's goal is to make money. So are these likes and follows and whatever getting me money? And if they're not then that isn't real progress. It mm-hmm. might look like progress, but it isn't real progress. And so then it becomes it becomes a measurement thing. And then people will go, well, yes, but I can turn this into money. And it's kind of like, okay, well, until you've turned it into money, all you've really been doing is making movement. Now, movement is good, but mistaking all movement for progress or m- needing it to be that or, or missing the point of why you're making movement can create a whole well of problems. Mm-hmm. So here, let me relate yeah, this. Yeah. I want to relate this to something simple that I feel like most people can understand. Yeah. You're playing a sport. Let's say it's basketball. You got to get the ball in the basket. That's the point, right? Soccer, you got to get the ball in the net. Hockey, you got to get the puck in the net. You know, football, get the, the ball in the end zone, right? Or through the pillars, right? Yeah. So there's a clear, specific measurement of how you win the game. Mm-hmm. Talking about the progress game. There may be a clear, specific measurement of what you need to win to achieve the goal to do whatever it is you need to do. That's great. But when someone plays a sport, what makes it worth watching is the movement, not always the progress. I mean, you know, it's, it's about creating the opportunity for progress rewards, not necessarily about the progress rewards themselves. Although when someone scores the point or they do the thing, go sports, yeah. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's awesome. But because it was earned through a lot of movement and creativity, mm-hmm. you know, creativity is everywhere. And I think that's really the kind of the crux of it. What we're talking about is the creativity of progress. Yeah. You know, is what this whole, this whole podcast is about. It's about creativity and the artistry of it. It's a philosophy of looking at your life and it doesn't matter if you're playing a sport, you're running a business, or you're living life. This is the same game. It's played always the same way. 
make movement, create progress. But if, you, yeah. if you're always going for progress, you miss the fact that movement is important. Yeah, and it's it's really, it, it is a very powerful and, and transformative, can potentially be very transformative in in your life in what, whatever area it is, especially if there's something that has been, Put off. I'm, I'm seeing that this one is so like has a lot of similarities with like our last couple of podcasts that we've recorded. It's funny well, how these a, how these trend, happen. Right? You know, sometimes yeah. it just kind of happens without, <laughs> and we don't intend on it being that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're making been some, movement. There's been some common and elements. It's creating progress on a point. Yeah. But we didn't realize we were creating progress on a point until now. Yes. And that's the whole point. And yeah, so like <laughs> progress is usually only measured in hindsight. Exactly. Right, right now, as you're measuring it, as you look back, we're hey, looking, look at the last two podcasts we did created progress on a point we didn't even realize we were making. Yeah. And really, it's all just been us and continuing to show up and create movement, continuing to have these conversations, continuing to explore ideas that are interesting to us that we think might be uh, helpful. I mean, at least they're oftentimes these are these conversations we are having them just because they're helpful for our own selves yeah you know and if anyone else can benefit from it that's that's terrific that's yeah. what that's why we're <laughs> that's kind of that's why what we're makes here. this not work yeah <laughs> you exactly. know it makes it not feel like work i should say mm-hmm. it makes it work but it makes it not feel like yeah. it's a it's an effort to do but you know and i think that's the point is that you know when we're talking about movement we're talking about why not and when you're playing this progress game make your make progress effortless yeah. You know, but when you get so obsessed with needing to make progress, you, you, you make it so hard on yourself. Yeah. It's kind of like making something that is actually a really fantastic, enjoyable experience and, and making it into a grind. Yes. And unnecessarily so. I, mean, I remember when I was trying to write my first script. I had this idea and it had been like, you know, it'd been in my head for a while and and it was this whole thing where it's like I was building up because as I've mentioned on the show before, I have perfectionistic tendencies. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I, I have this idea and how I want it to be. And if it's not that, then I don't even want to do it. You know, like that's that's kind of it's, it's a very destructive pattern of, of thinking, especially if you're in a creative field. And the whole thing had to had to just be like, well, the thing is, is that the script just isn't going to be done. You know, you have this thing in your head, but it's not just going to fall into your lap and, and be done. You know, that's me in, in my progress mode, thinking of like what progress is. And that's got to be, it's like, it's got to be brilliant and it's got to be there. Like, (laughs) it's just gotta, it's just has to be that immediately. And for that reason, I, I put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off until some part of me just said, just, just do something, mm. you know? And it was just that part that we're talking about of, of movement. Just create some movement on this thing. It's like, okay, I'll write the title on the top of a page, right? Okay, wrote the title. Okay, well, what do you think happens in the first scene, right? Uh, you know, this uh, guy, he quits his job <laughs> in, in a funny way with his, with his boss. All right, great. Movement. Yeah. Like just, just movement. And it seems like nothing, but next thing you know, you're looking at it and you're like, wait a second, there's a title here. I've got a couple of like scene summarizations here. This is progress. Yes. That's actual progress that's in front of me. 
And you just, and it was just through that, that process of just, just movement, just movement, just movement. And whenever I'm getting, getting stuck on something, because sometimes I'm in the middle of a project, something I've already started on and I've lost some momentum on it. Mm. And then it's just like, okay, just movement. That's all I'm thinking. I'm just running that in my head. Just like, just create movement, create movement, create movement. All right. And it doesn't matter how much it is. If I sit down in front of that screen or whatever the hell it is that I'm doing, and I just type down a, like a, a couple of words, that's something. Mm-hmm. That's movement and it's progress. And I take that as a win, no matter where I'm at, you know, and I don't judge it. It's like, if I showed up, I succeeded. Yes. Right. Cause sometimes the, and, and normally I end up doing a lot more than just writing a couple of words. Yeah. I normally end up putting in some solid time with it, but it's just like, you know, um, in the war of art by, um, Pressfield by Pressfield, you know, he talks about that yeah. resistance. It's like anytime you come up and it's like, he's like, and you, and you actually do it, you create that movement and, and you don't let your resistance stop you. You've won. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have won, you've defeated resistance for that day. Mm-hmm. You're a conqueror. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a hard thing for us to, it, bizarrely, it, for so many of us, it's so hard to do the things that we really want to do. You know, we're so hard on ourselves. We, we again, have so many conditions onto how something needs to play out in order for it to have been worth it. Mm-hmm. And like, as you said, it's just like, Hey, like it's, it's your life. You're alive. Like it's what you're here for. You're here to live. Right. You're and, and, and for us to live has to entail us doing these things that we are passionate about that kind of get us going as our few podcasts ago that get our curiosity going. Those are the things that we're here to, to pursue. And when we get caught in the progress game, we often lose sight of what the real point of it all is, which is to, I don't know, have a great fucking time. Yeah, have a great time. You know, like enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And every moment of your life, enjoy what you're doing. Well, that's, you know, that's an interesting thing to parlay this into. I mean, you know, I, I, I talked about this, you know, I talked about in previous episodes, I've, I've shared a little bit about how I went through this experience of, you know, which I used to call depression, but I actually realized it's not so much depression as much as it was an existential crisis. Right. And so I want to go through this whole thing. Existential crisis essentially means that you're having a crisis of existence. So the way that you existed no longer will fit up to who you are now or what you're aware of or what you're conscious of. What ends up happening is you have symptoms that appear like depression and you might legitimately feel depression, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and it might be interesting for anybody who's feeling depressed to consider that you're actually in an existential crisis as opposed to calling it a depression. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because just for this whole idea that I want to share with you, which is that when you hit an existential crisis, and I know you actually hit one as well. And I, I've had a lot of people in my life actually go through some form of existential crisis. Even my parents have gone through it. Yeah. But we all go through it in our own way. And, um, and, and we don't all respond. Like we don't, people don't notice it as much unless maybe they're close to it sometimes. But what I realize is that you have the same questions as you do when you're in depression, which is, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Why, why bother? 
right? Because the things that were making progress before don't add up anymore and they don't seem to matter. So you go, what's the point? I've been trying to make progress over here. I I thought, you know, being in this relationship was going to lead to marriage and kids and a house and blah, blah, blah. And it's done. And I thought these friends would be in my life forever. And that seems to not be happening. And I thought this project was going to parlay me into or or bounce me into the next thing. And it doesn't seem to be that that's the, the linchpin. What's the point? And what in this roundabout kind of very interesting way, I actually got <laughs> that the point is to enjoy yourself. That was the ultimate lesson. And then through enjoying myself, great things will occur. But what I found was that in a sense, in an existential crisis, the self you were, the ego you were, you get leaves, gets left behind. And, it, and essentially it's the ego death. It dies yeah. and then you almost begin anew. And what I found is that the, ego or the self that I thought I was, um, wasn't enjoying life in the moment, but was waiting for a day of progress to enjoy the moment. Whereas the person I am now or the ego identity or or perception identity I am now, like looks at life and goes, let's enjoy it right now. Mm -hmm. And let's also create that because it'll be fun, but not because I need that to be happy because one day when I get there, then I'll be happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where my existential crisis occurred. It was like, nope, if you continue going on the way you're going, if you keep waiting for the day to be happy, truly happy, then you, you never will be. So you know what? I don't know what it is. If it's me, my higher self, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, goes, nope, no more. We're stopping that today. And maybe it's a, an external event. Maybe you didn't necessarily cause it, but you run your pattern of progress enough to the point where you can no longer go forward. You hit a wall mm-hmm. and you are forced to face what you're going to do. And here's the other thing. Depression and stagnant are basically the same thing. You stop moving, you stop living, you stop yeah. doing. One of the best ways to get out of a depression is to move because movement yeah. creates happiness and joy. Ironically, you realize that life is about movement, not progress. So then you move, you naturally create progress as opposed to I will only move if it creates progress. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole universe is in movement. Yes. You know, like that. And if you stop moving. (laughs) Yeah. And I believe it's also it's a it's a line from uh, World War Z. Uh, From like uh, that zombie movie. That zombie movie. It was a it was a. A graphic novel I think before first but okay. out of that whole movie I remember the thing that stands out to me about that movie it was one line and it's like in the middle of like them being you know Brad Pitt's getting his family you know to safety in some way or trying to and he runs into some some people I think that like some that he knows and they're like no we're gonna stay put and he was trying to convince them that they can't, they can't just sit there and stay. And he said, movement is life. Mm. And he was just like, and you had to keep moving. And he was a survivalist. You know? right. He was a guy like that was his character. It was like, he was a person who's gone into these really treacherous places and he learned to understand. It's like, no, mm. you've got to, like, you can't sit still. You can't sit still sitting, like sitting still is you're going to die that way. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's an interesting, uh, it's a, such a great thing to pull from that movie because, you know, you think it's just an action movie or whatever. And then, you you know, there's these little these in, in movies that tend to um, do well that, that, you know, or major movies. There's often a nugget 
in, inside yeah. a lot of them that you can find something brilliant out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I think I remembered it is because yeah. I wasn't expecting to kind of be hit with something like that that made me think for a, for yeah. a few moments and add a zombie flick. But, you know, I think Brad well, Pitt always makes really good choices with the stuff he does, so I shouldn't yeah. be too surprised, I suppose. I think also with um, the concept of movement is that you don't need to take it so literally as well as like, I need to always be moving. It's, you know, because there is a value in stillness. There is a value in mm-hmm. in being steady and and being still. There is a very much a value in that. But you might argue that metaphorically that is movement. But like, for example, if I can't see with my eyes, my senses of hearing will be intensified. My senses of smell will be intensified. My senses of touch will be intensified. Stillness in some ways can be a form of intensifying other movement sensitivities. Mm -hmm. So even if you're, even if you're, you're allowing a different form of sensitivity, that could be a form of movement. I don't, mean that movement needs to be like, and I, I, th- I think you're the same, right? It doesn't need to be literally, you don't always have to be yeah. physically moving. Yeah. That's not the point. Um, the point is by doing something by, by, you know, you, you almost, there is no not doing right. You're always doing like, even yeah. when you're like, I'm sitting here still doing nothing. You're sitting here being still, that's what yeah. you're doing. Right. So there's always a doing, it depends how mindful and specific you are about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the stagnant thing is not so much about you're literally stagnant. It's more of your experience of, I don't feel genuine or authentically pushing myself through or, or, or I'm not yeah. walking my own path kind of thing. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing the things that I'm feeling called to, yes. to doing, you know, I'm sitting on something. There's a project, there's yeah. a, there's a creation that's eating at me. And it's like, this is not just for for the artists or the entrepreneurs, this is for, you know, the, this is for the, the person at home who's, you know, hasn't signed up to take that, you know, hasn't signed up to take that pottery class, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's, it, it applies to, to every aspect of life, which is just like anybody who experiences themselves not fully doing all the things they really want to do in their lives. And it's just like, just create some movement. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pretty. I, you, I shared a, a thing that you had posted a little while ago on, on Facebook. And it was this quote. Did it get lots of likes? It did. <laughs> it sure did. Even some shares. Oh, that's good. And, uh, I'm sure I felt great that day. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, I, he was an author and he was saying like, get into the arts. Oh, you know, he was just the sentiment he was going to just like, just do something in the arts. Like it's not necessarily a great way to make a living, but it's a great way. I think he said to grow and to nourish your soul. Mm. He's like, if he's like, write a really lousy poem, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just like, even if you do something, it's, it's garbage. It doesn't matter as long as it's, as it's something that just, and this is why we, we talk about way of the artist, is that there is something about this, this realm and this philosophy that exists within, within the arts and an approach to doing it that is just so profound and can be so transformative that gives us access to something, to, to 
something that's that's greater than than we sometimes think ourselves to be mm. you know and so it's in in the the great artist is is creating movement you know the great artist is is always creating you know, you know they're in the I process th- of creating something even when you know they're the the canvas isn't even out and the paintbrush hasn't even hit it there's there's an, an inkling of something in the back of their minds there's something that's 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 growing in inside of them that's rising up that's saying like like oh i, I don't know i've kind of got this idea of something and it's working and you know and sometimes there's that just that that phase of allowing something to work to work inside of you that was one of my favorite acting teachers he would tell us like when he would hand out the scenes to us and you would say take this don't read it now go home into a place where you're not going to be disturbed he's like and i want you to read your scenes and you read them three times through and don't and don't speak the words out loud in for those three times don't don't utter a single word out of your mouth and it was i was like oh okay all right like sure i'll go along with i'll go along with it you're you're my teacher i trust you and it was just like his whole thing's like and that's just going to start bubbling inside of you you know every single time you read it that's just going to start getting things moving mm. like that was <laughs> wow i did not even intend for it to go there that's wonderful but there it was but it's like it's like you say it was really just to create get things to moving. get things moving internally yeah. we're just gonna it's like it's not gonna look like anything yet and this is i guess you know this is almost a perfect example of the, the idea of movement over progress you know is that it's like for me to make progress he what he was trying Memorize to the lines yeah what he was <laughs> trying to to move people away from i'm realizing now is that it's like you know as so often actors we get a we get a script you know yeah and you you just want to jump in and you just want to start saying the words you want to yeah. start speaking it and, and playing around with it right away and for him he's like no 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 like because that's an idea of progress it's like oh yeah I'm, I'm speaking the words i'm coming up with this character already and he's like no just like resist that temptation for just a second mm. you know and just like and just read it read it through quietly and then you read it through again and see how it's different that time now that you've read it and now read it a third time and now see what you're starting to understand about what's going on in here and now if you wish you may start to like let these words start to form on you but it doesn't look like so much you know it doesn't look like there's as much being done but underneath the surface there is tremendous work that is happening mm. like and and it was so true and it's a practice that i've kept where it's just like no i'm just going to read it before i start to put anything on it because just on a practical thing it's like yeah if i start to to speak these words and perform this the first time that i'm reading it i'm going to get locked into these things i'm going to just keep it and but there might be i might in in my desire to start acting this right away, I might miss something really profound because I've already decided on how I'm going to do it. Mm. Y- you know what I mean? I so it's like yeah. that, that, that was kind of the more practical, you know, thing that he was trying to, to share with that. But there was, 
in, in my experience since then, it's like, yeah, like when I just allow myself to just quietly sit there and read it, you know, there's ideas that kind of burst up and it's like, okay, I've got that noted. But then the second time, maybe it's like, oh, wait, no, not so much. But there's something else, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's there's some, all of these things. There's this whole process that's going on underneath mm-hmm. that is is never seen by anybody, but I experience it within myself. And in that way, there's still progress that is being made. There's tremendous being progress. And you could make an argument that it's some of the most important progress. It is. It's foundational. It's what holds, it's what holds up the show. Mm -hmm. You know, it's what actually, um, the, it's the, it's for lack of a better word, it is the roots of the tree that you see. Yeah. Um, and I think that people don't, um, do this work that we're talking about, this foundational root-based work, because they're like, well, it's a waste of time. It doesn't get me anywhere. No one doesn't sees look, it. Doesn't Do, look like progress. It's not measurable, Yeah. right? This is the problem with measurement. We can only measure what we see or perceive. That doesn't mean that there isn't something to measure. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, well, I want to share this because I was, you know, I believe... And my thought is, my perception is that if you want to build anything of substance, anything of really true value, you're, you got to be a great gardener. And the thing I learned about gardening and this analogy, I think plays well, especially in the arts or anybody who has a dream or a vision or a big goal, a gardener plants seeds, a gardener, their job is to create a great soil or place in which those seeds can grow Mm -hmm. when those seeds are under the ground nobody sees what those seeds are doing not even the gardener the gardener must water and make sure that the light gets to those seeds and does all the necessary things and when that seed is underground it spreads its roots it grows and it does all sorts of wonderful little things down there Mm -hmm. pulling nutrients setting a foundation for itself doing all sorts of things Eventually it sprouts. But the thing is, is this is part of the problem is people only measure the sprouting. Yeah. They don't measure the actual roots and all the things that were established. And then they go, okay, well, from the sprouting to the actual form that it actually the final flower, or the final tree or the thing that it grows into, that's what they begin to look at. Right. And that's what the outside world sees of your garden that mm-hmm. you've, that you've grown, you know, progress is not a great measurement because I think the problem with chasing progress is if you only look at it as progress, you'll see a lot of the foundational work as a waste of time because you don't see it because you don't perceive it. Yeah. You know, I think the true, the great artist, we like to refer to the, what would the great artist do? Not to say that we are great artists, but we are in the aspiration of doing so. What would the great art? We can imagine what the master artist would do. Yeah. Yeah. What would the master do? Well, in my opinion, the master would have so much faith and trust in the seeds that they planted. They would water and nurture that seed and they would not need to see it grow because they would know that what they're doing is giving it everything it needs. And then one day they will see its progress. But seeing its progress is not why they are watering and nurturing the seed. Yeah. And that was what makes a great artist. And then when they grow into great form and we all go, wow, how'd you do it? 
it came from them nurturing the initial seed, the initial thing, the planted thing that was able to grow and maintaining the environment or the soil that, you know, could nurture that, which, you know, you could take this analogy even further. There are certain plants that will strangle other plants. You know, this you could take into like, well, hey, look, if you surround yourself with toxic people, toxic environment, Mm. people that tear you down, people that say you can't do it, that might be the very thing that strangles the seed in which you're trying to grow. Mm -hmm. So get them out of your garden. Remove it from your garden. Or separate your garden into different areas so that, you know, for example, um, maybe your family is toxic, but you don't want to kick them out of your life. Put them in an area of your life. And then you have another area which you don't necessarily share with them. Mm -hmm. And that might be your standard, your way of doing it. Right. But I think some a lot what a lot of people are doing is they're all looking at it. They're going like put everything together and it just should work. And they're also going like, well, it's a waste of time if I don't see any progress. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue people are experiencing, really. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot of the reason why people don't pursue in the arts or they try and negate the art because they think art is a waste of time. But art is the gardener. Art yeah. is the nurturing. Of, and and for people yeah. who do get into the arts, it, it can be a, a severe challenge because sure. you're surrounded very often by people who are like, so the actors like yes. you tell people like, like, oh, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm an actor. Oh, yeah. What have you been in? Yes. You know, which is just like progress or form. Right? Yeah. And and it's just. And that's always just like it's such a dreaded question for so many young actors. Or well, and they don't even actors. feel they're an actor until they've been on television. It's yeah. like, well, what makes you an actor? The yeah. fact that you actually act or the fact that you got on television? Right? Yeah. Or that you're really freaking amazing at your craft or that you're, you know, like there's, you know, there's something to be said for, for, for both of these things. But I can tell you and I'm sure and you can vouch for this. I've seen people who, you know, out at home, people would, would not know who they are, mm-hmm. would not know these people from, you know, a person, you know, any other person on the street. And I can tell you that they are, are some of the best actors I've ever seen and are better than most people that I see on television or in movies. Right. But nobody's heard of them, yeah. you know? So it's just like, if, if we're going to measure the quality of this person as an actor... And simply in, through this one measurement, we're doing a severe, you know, disservice to it. Just as as when we just automatically assume that somebody who's on television or who's in the movies is a good actor because they're in it. That is definitely also not the case. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the way the industry works, for one. You know, and, and it's not always nice or fair, but... That's just kind of the way that it is. But well, it's, and I think, you know, this is the other thing. You, you know, you mentioned how we measure an actor, right? We measure an actor like, oh, you know, how famous are they? What have they been in? What awards have they won? Something like that, right? But this is another part of the progress game. You have to be very careful about allowing your measurements to be um, measured by other people. You know, like, if you do that, you've created the external validation problem. And... Um, there's a, if you live for their applause, you'll die by their rejection, right? And this is the problem when you play the progress game, if you give them decision over your progress, right? If you try to live your life to impress somebody or to improve to somebody, 
you are in serious, serious trouble, in my opinion. Like you are walking down a very, very dangerous road and it might be working for you currently, but it leads to a not a good place. Yeah. And I don't know a person who's gone down that road that has not eventually, anybody who's had any life gone down that road and run into some serious problems because, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to need to be the one that decides what's valuable. Mm -hmm. And if you're finding value based on what other people say are valuable, you're in another problem because now you've never critically stopped and thought about what actually matters to you. You know, I see this sometimes, particularly in business with business people, you know, and, and, and a lot in men, actually, where they're trying to be successful and they're trying to make all this money. And a lot of it is this bravado of trying to impress their friends. But when you've negated your family and you've negated all these other things, you, you know, your, your life, your living, I mean, you are trying to live up to someone else's approval, someone else's acceptance, someone else's admiration. And now, eventually, at one point, that game, the jig is up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you got to look at it and you got to go, well, you know, have I lost what I really value in exchange to try and impress them? Because if, you know, if it's about their values, then your value is impressing them. And like, look at the return. It's kind of like that likes on Facebook or the followers on Twitter. If it ain't getting you a return, it doesn't matter. Like if those followers, if your job is to run a business and you're not making any money from that, it doesn't matter. And you need to get that through your head. Mm -hmm. And unless you have a plan to use that to help serve your real value, then it's not, it's just, it's just pat on the back. Yeah. And I, and I, and, and I think this is the problem with addiction, you know, like addiction, when we look at say drugs, you know, we look at people who are addicted to say like heroin or something and we see that just kind of destroy their life. Well, what's, what's any different than being addicted to the approval? where you literally trade your whole life for their, the drug of approval and it destroys everything that you value. Meanwhile, everybody pats you on the back as you destroy yourself. Like Mm -hmm. that's the problem with progress. You need to really stop and critically think what is valuable here? What is meaningful? What do I care about? You know, and then make movement, you know, make movement. And as you make movement, look at that as your progress. But, you know, everybody's got to go through their journey. We all got to experience it our own way, you know, take it as a kind of like a, hey, I heard that once on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we're going to do what we're going to do. I, you know, as we speak, I'm, another thing I don't do, and I'll just share this because I know I've been talking for a bit, but my intention is never to change anybody or make them do it this way. I look at it like this. You're going to hear it. And you're going to hear it again, and you're going to hear it again, and you're going to hear it again. And one, at one point in your life, you're going to live it. And then you're going, to, you're going to remember. And you might not even remember you got it from here. And it might have been from somewhere else. But this only helped assist in you going, ah, yes, I knew that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get there, but it's not like you can always take the advice that people can give you. Sometimes you're going to have to go, and you're going to have to do it the hard way. And you're going to have to have the hard life experience or the pain or whatever. And that's fine. No problem with that. You know, and I, when I say it, I'm just like, look, this is, if I could have told myself when I was younger the same advice, I would have. Would I have listened? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. Because there was a part of me that was like 
so caught in this, right? But, you know, I lived my life. I've, I've gotten to this point of awareness, and I go, oh, well, this is what I see now. He's been around the block, and been he's been to the depths of Hades, <laughs> and he's come back with the wisdom for the people. <laughs> Tell us about the beer, sir. Yeah. Yo, yes, yeah. Let's, um, <laughs> we have a beer on the podcast. It's just tradition. It spurs on conversation. It's not an ad. No. Nope. We like to share because we like craft brew. Yes, indeed. As should you if you are an enjoyer of beer. Did you just should on our audience? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did should on them. All right. Um, but I always encourage people to go and uh, to, uh, if they have a local craft beer brewer, yeah. hopefully they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Here in Vancouver, we're blessed with many good ones. Yeah, we are lucky. Uh, so today we are drinking from one of the biggest, actually, one of the biggest local local crews. This is from Parallel 49. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is their filthy, dirty IPA. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. That's it's awesome. Filthy, dirty IPA. Nice. And it's an IPA. Yeah. Absolutely Why? is. It's, it's, it's a hoppy, hoppy little monster that's uh, definitely got some kick to it. Yeah, it does. But it's enjoyable. I'm enjoying it's it. It's really enjoyable. I, you know, it's one of those beers that I, I've just been enjoying. I haven't really noticed it either way like it like sometimes when you have a beer you're like oh wow that's really pronounced or that's really you know but it's just kind of like like i've just been enjoying it i i almost and it's going down nice but i'm like it's one of those beers is like oh and you know that says a lot because when we started these podcasts way back in the day before even way of the artist um i didn't didn't even like like you didn't like them i know the fact that i'm just sitting here enjoying the hell out of one is a pretty good thing yeah Yeah. i know i remember because i would have to i didn't necessarily avoid ipas but i was just like i i didn't i didn't go for them yes (laughs) you know i still i'm still very much on the fence about sours every once in a while there's a sour that i'm like oh that's really good but for the most part they're not my bag yeah. And I'm going to say yet. Yeah, maybe one day they will be. But some people just love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've, and, got, we've got a buddy who loves sours. Yeah. Just loves them. Yeah. It's, it's a funny. It's a, it's a funny thing. Um, okay. So, well, I don't we've know. Hit, we've hit about that witching time and we've covered a lot of ground. I think I feel pretty good with what we've... Uh, Me too. What we've kind of explored here. I mean, so, I mean, just before we each sum it up, like, like, let's just look at this. Um, playing the progress game in a lot of ways... We could say this is playing the measurement game. Yeah. But it's playing the measurement game of only what you can perceive and see, not what is actually measurable. And Evan and I, I think, are ultimately just success or saying, you know, is like play the movement game. Play the game of, um, you know, looking for opportunity and doing the things that you know are building what you want to build. And don't look at it as a waste of time. There's always progress being made, but a lot of the time the progress is under the surface. Yeah. It's not visible, it's not perceivable, and also it might not be valued by you yet. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, you might look back one day and go, man, I'm glad I did that. But right now you might be not able to see it. And I think sometimes that's why it's great to have really good mentors because your mentors can say, look, do this. This will yeah. be good for you. You go, I, I don't need to. But if you trust that mentor and that mentor actually does help you, you know, or your parents or somebody, 
that might be something that you go, oh man, you know, I'm really glad my dad made me brush my teeth when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I'm like, I just want to eat candy and go to sleep. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm young. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I'd just like to, to cap this one off, reiterate a few things, but changing our perception on this notion of progress. See, that movement is progress. In, in whatever form that 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 takes on, it, it requires us to open up our, our kind of all kinds of possibilities and options as to what what that actually is. It gives us new measuring sticks, as it were. Yes. And I would say something if I were to give a general sort of outline for that is that like anything involving something that you are are pursuing, something that you want to do, something that you want to create. Any intentional action or sometimes inaction is movement, which is progress. You know, sometimes that might look like, okay, well, I want to do this thing. I don't really know how exactly to do that or I don't have all the information. So maybe you've got to go and you've got to spend a day just researching stuff online. Guess what? That's movement. Yes, that's movement. That's progress. Mm. You're you're somewhere where you weren't before. You have you you've gained something that you didn't have before. You know, it's there's all kinds of and, and maybe since like, you know what? I've been thinking about this thing. I've been racking my brain about this thing. I don't know what to do about it. I need to go for a walk, clear my head. That's movement. That's progress. Like these are all if we allow room for it. If it's involved in some way with what we're trying to do, even if it's I need to take a walk to clear my head of this thing, that's movement. Mm-hmm. Like in its own way, it is creating movement. So let's let's learn to appreciate every aspect of what the process is in creating. Mm. You know, because because all of these things are a part of process, and it's about us enjoying that process a little bit more, not getting getting so tied up and worked up and bogged down, whatever other term you want to throw at this, by this pressure of, of am I making progress? Because the thing is, is that that's almost unknowable on some levels. Mm-hmm. In some ways, we, 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 don't, we can't fully know if we're making, quote-unquote, progress. Because again, it's like, how are we measuring that progress? Like, it becomes, the more we talk about this thing, the more convoluted this thing becomes, mm-hmm. and which is why it's such a dicey game, or it can become such a dicey game, is because it becomes so, I don't even know what progress is. What is, like, like, what is this? So it's like, sometimes it's best to just take our focus off of that word mm. and just be like, okay, well, what can I do? What is movement on this thing? What is movement? And just create that. Mm. Just create that movement and the progress will follow. Mm. You know, I, 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 I love the way you, you shared that. And I almost wanted to end it there. But there's just one thing I still feel like needs to be said. And it, it kind of goes off of what you said. It's like, don't judge your movement. Don't judge your, just don't judge it. Like, don't, don't call things a waste of time. Don't call things pointless. Don't call things meaningless. You know, whatever it is that you're interested in or you want to do or you, or you want to investigate or go forward is valid. It, it's, if it's in you and you desire it and you, and you have some type of curiosity, especially if it's curiosity, 
go and find out about it. Go look into it. You know, um, refer to our curiosity talk for more information on that. <laughs> but, you know, go look into it and, and don't judge. And the other thing, too, is that you might have a, a goal right now and you think that you're headed towards this specific place. Like, I'm going to, I don't know, like for me, you know, it's so much about like, I'm going to be the greatest actor, the greatest filmmaker of all time and win all these awards. And that's really what it was for me. And I was willing to spend every penny I had on films and acting classes and things like that. And I really felt that was the point. And then at a certain point in my life, it started to not matter to me anymore. And that was a very difficult period because it was like, but wait a minute, I've invested so much in this thing and it's supposed to be that. And what I've become to realize at this point in my life that a lot of that work is serving what actually is more on point for me now. But without that, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now, even though it was kind of done in a lateral or indirect way. And I want to just share an example. You know, playing sports, there was a, in my young, younger years, you know, it was so much about like speed, being a forward is so much about speed. How fast could you run? How quickly could you get on the ball? How much could you kind of, you know, whatever, have the move or whatever to, to, to do the thing to score the goal? Yeah. And, and I remember it was actually a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, Ryan, and he kind of inspired this for me and taught me what it really meant to be an attacker and in many ways what it really meant to be a defender. But was that lateral movement was more important than forward movement. And when you're attacking, say, the goal or the net, or, you know, in, in soccer we call it the box, or in, in, uh, in hockey you might call it the zone or whatever, yeah. you, you know, you want to look at how do I create an opportunity in the middle because the defense is generally trying to shut down your main zone, your main option. And by pulling them away, by moving away from the intended goal, you actually will pull defenders away because they'll mark you or they'll get distracted or they'll get swayed into your movement. And what that does is it creates a gap and an opportunity. And then once that opportunity is created, there's an opportunity to shoot on the net to score. Or if they don't get pulled out with you, what ends up happening is you create um, room for yourself to be able to do and perform the exceptional skills that you have because mm -hmm. in high-end sports and anybody who plays knows a lot of the time you're just getting shut down you're getting closed in on you're getting boxed in and you don't have room to be able to do the, the thing right and so in a lot of times you're just creating space and lateral movement is so much about creating space so you know i'd like people to walk away from this looking at it as instead of trying to create progress how about creating space with movement? Mm -hmm. And then once you have the space to execute, the space to perform, once you've nurtured your environment to plant your seeds, then plant your seeds, then execute. But don't try and plant your seeds in a crammed garden where yeah. everything's going to strangle you, you know? You need space to move. That's it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.